You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as zone coverage and bring me the news. My co-host is Adam Patrick of the uh, managing editor of the Vikings Age. And we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel and on Apple and Spotify every Tuesday and Friday. But however you consume us, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Uh, quick programming notes. Uh, we usually go live on Thursday night at 6.15. usually have a guest. Uh, not live, actually. I record it during the day. But um, there's a game on Thursday night. So we could record and then have our podcast be like outdated in three hours. Or we could just wait until the following day and give you something uh, good to watch. So we're going to do that. Luke Braun of the Locked On Vikings podcast is going to join me at 12 p.m. Central Time on Friday uh, to discuss the Vikings and Seahawks game. So spend your lunch with us. Um, I know that's not exactly enticing considering it's a Friday and you probably want to go out to eat or something. But I mean, if you're stuck in your cubicle or or like me just want to let out some tribal screams uh during your lunch break when i was at quick trip um go for it so um quick little note before we start here i just saw that uh teddy bridgewater is signed with the detroit lions teddy 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 yeah i saw that too he's back in uh back in the nfc north good for um, him like honestly yeah. it's crazy that he's still in the league after yeah. what happened there and i mean hell Lions, Dan Campbell. I'm surprised we didn't get a Dan Campbell, Brock Lesnar stare down at SummerSlam, but I, I guess I'll just have to. <laughs> I'll have to uh, just complain online. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It is. It's just impressive at all. Yeah. Like you said, that Teddy Bridgewater is still playing in the NFL um, after like stuff that we've read about his uh, severe knee injury that he suffered in what's the summer of 2016, where I think like the surgeon or the doctor described it as like he hadn't seen injuries like that from people who are were in war um so it was pretty gruesome and pretty graphic and he worked his ass off to get back um and things didn't you know things didn't work out with the vikings but he's still been able to have a pretty i would say successful career in the nfl you know what what you judge that by is up to you but you know, looking back at that moment when everyone was like, you know, probably like, what, 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 weren't players like throwing up on the field? Yeah, um, something like that. 
it looked like the, have you seen that Family Guy uh, was a GIF where like everyone's throwing uh, up in the, yeah, in the living room, the Ibacac <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, everybody drinks that, and you know when That's, somebody's body part goes the yeah, opposite yeah. way, like The Exorcist. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think it was well, wasn't it your theory that uh, it wasn't mm. non-tech? Yeah. But. Uh, yes, I will. I won't like say that. Um, I totally believe that it was you know completely non-contact and everything. Um, if somebody wants to talk about like other theories, I'm I'm open to them, and I'm not going to be like super serious about like them not telling the truth because I don't know. I wasn't there. This this is uh, like the Magruder film of uh, yeah, yeah. you know the Vikings franchise history, just like and pe- who and, was on you know, the hill. <laughs> and certain members, certain former members of the Vikings uh, training staff, have been known to uh, not be the most uh, morally sound people. So um, you know, I I wouldn't you know be. And and also, if you're the coach or the general manager, like, do you want? Because if if they came, out, if something came out with like this player stepped on Teddy or this player ran into Teddy and ruined his career, that person would would have probably gotten like death threats and like yeah. I mean, Teddy was that popular. Yeah, he like, was, and he was, and he was that that off season that summer. He was like on track to like put up some numbers. Um, go watch turning into his team. Go watch the Chargers preseason game. Yeah. From 2016. That was the first first game in, in first Vikings game in US Bank Stadium. And I understand that game it's a preseason game, but I mean oh, yeah. pe- people, including myself, were legitimately excited for what Teddy could do. And then to have that happening, well, that was just like a kick in the groin. And they got Sam Bradford. He played a, a season over a season for the Vikings, but I mean a season in one and a half games. Yeah. And then his knee, uh, Thanos he snapped knee his problem. fingers, his knee disintegrated. It wasn't just him totally. His knee was actually on the wrong side of Thanos' snap. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> just disintegrated into dust. Oh, um, Vikings and knees. We can go on. We can have a whole podcast on that. Sounds like a rewatchable. It's just like we rewatched all the Vikings gruesome knee injuries. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, let's let's talk about other injuries or maybe contract situations, because that's where we're going to start today. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, very interesting over the weekend. A lot of speculation going on about what was happening. Uh, TJ Hawkinson was in pads for Thursday night's night practice, which happened right after we went on the off the air. Yep. See what I mean when I'm saying our podcast was outdated within uh, an hour or so. Yep. Um, he did not participate, but he was spotted talking to Ziggy Wolf, who looks really good, actually. Like to the point I didn't recognize it was Ziggy. Yeah, he lost some weight. Well, Good for him. 70s, 60s, 70s, probably. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Hawkinson was in shorts on Saturday, no pads, left with a trainer. Uh, Kevin O'Connell said on Monday afternoon during his press conference that Hawkinson was dealing with a sickness. Um, of course, Hawkinson is also in the final year of his rookie deal and will make $9.3 million under the fifth year option. Uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa also said at the beginning of the camp that two sides have had ongoing dialogue. That's his thing, uh, about a new contract. So it was said on purple daily this morning that judge Zolgat reported that it is indeed a physical thing. Like he actually had something going on. That's before O'Connell said it was a sickness. So is TJ Hawkinson physically sick? 
or is he just sick of looking at his bank account after <laughs> buying all those beers at the wild game? Um, what do you think is happening? Um, it could be a couple of things. First off, I do, I do believe that he is dealing with something, whether it's an illness or a, a tweak. I don't want to, I'm going to be careful with that word, uh, in Vikings land. Um, but I will also say that he, or maybe even the Vikings are taking extra precautions with him. I would say probably he, he and his agent are probably, his agents are probably advising him like, Hey, if you're hurt or you feel something, just uh, be a little extra, extra careful. Cause we're trying to get you a good deal. And if you suffer a serious injury, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's probably a mixture of both. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Hawkinson is unhappy right now with the Vikings. Seems like he really likes it there and really fits in. He really likes to go to, like you said, wild games. He threw out the first pitch at the Twins game a couple of weeks ago. So I think just he, a bit outside, but he yes. fits. He fits right in in that you know Midwest, uh, Midwest town. Um, but yeah, I, I think it could be a mixture of just about you know everything. I think I do believe he is suffering an illness, and I do believe that you know he also is probably going to make sure that he's taking every precaution necessary to avoid, you know, whether it's an illness or, or something else he might be dealing with from becoming serious so that he can sign a, an extension, you know, hopefully before the start of the season. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet, to be honest. Like maybe yeah. I thought it would go up to the season, but like there hasn't been any progress on anything like a leak or any of that stuff. The only real leak we've had on like any contract extension so far was when, Mike Florio theorized that the Vikings wanted to wait until next year to extend Justin Jefferson. <laughs> um, you know, I will say that this one surprises me more because the market has been set. Uh, Evan Ingram got three years, 41 and a half million and 24 million guaranteed uh, in an extension from the Jacksonville Jaguars this offseason. Cole Komet got four years, $50 million and $32 million guaranteed. And, and you look at those, you pretty much say, OK, TJ is better than both of those. Let, let's bump it up a little bit and let's get you locked in for the next couple of years. Um, there is a possibility that the Hawkinson camp may want to wait on this. And that is because Travis Kelsey and George Kittle do not have any guaranteed money left. On I was their just going to look that up, actually. <laughs> yeah. Kittle and Kelsey, they could reset the market next year. And that means more money for the position as a whole. And since TJ Hawkinson is a tight end, they can do that. They can also wait on an extension because they have the franchise tag, which I think it's like $11 million for a tight end. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little higher than running backs, which is yeah. kind of dark humor uh, considering what we've seen. Um, the other thing is too, those two guys have both downplayed the contract situation publicly. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey admitted he's underpaid, but he also likes winning. And that was in an interview with Vanity Fair, which of course it was in Vanity Fair. Like, and it probably sounded something like, you know what, dog? I know I got a lot of money and this podcasting thing. This is a grind, but I need my, I, I like my winning dog. I saw Tyreek make all that money. And I'd be like, I got Patrick Mahomes. You got to fight for your right to party. Whatever. Um, and then uh, George Kittle was actually asked about it last, uh, last season. Uh, by Michael Silver and his exact quotes was I could give two shits about that. So, <laughs> which is, which is such a George Kittle quote. I love it. Um, future, I, I, future if you wrestler. Tell I, I'm more on the George Kittle side of things than the Travis Kelsey thing. Although I could definitely see like people on the other side be like, 
Kittle's just such a fake tough eat. Like he's in wrestling. Like who watches? Re- it's like a soap opera for men who don't admit to watching soap operas. Yeah. And okay. It's fine. like Days of Our Lives, man. Oh, okay. They flip on Desperate Housewives. Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wherever. Um. Let's let, let me ask you this. Let, let's close here. Do you think the Vikings ultimately reach a deal with TJ Hawkinson before the season, or is this thing going to get dragged out? Um, I think it would be smart for them to reach a deal. I think they might be, maybe, maybe they're more willing to get a deal done now than, than he is. Maybe his camp, not necessarily specifically him, but his camp, maybe they want to wait and see what happens with Kelsey or, or Kittle, see if those guys get an old extra bump in money. And a lot of this stuff, those like bumps in salary, sometimes they, typically happen like a week before the regular season like after final cuts like we saw the Delvin Cook extension happen that week before I think it was even like a day or two before the season started uh in 20 was it 2020 when he got that extension um so yeah that might be it might might take that long and same thing with Justin Jefferson I heard that you know the Nick the negotiations with Nick Bosa might be what is you know impacting Justin Jefferson because he might want to be the highest paid non-quarterback. Um, so there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of waiting for everyone else to do things. Everyone's waiting for everyone to make a move. Um, so it's a it's a big waiting game. And um, But I'm still confident that something's going to get done. If something doesn't get done with TJ Hawkinson, I would be less concerned about that than I would be if something didn't get done with Justin Jefferson. Because I feel like even though Hawkinson's good and he's been good since he's been with the Vikings, he is way more replaceable than Justin Jefferson is. So uh, Jefferson has to be the priority. And then Hawkinson, if they get a deal done, fine. If not, he's also getting paid what? Like you said, over $9 million. So like it's not like he's getting underpaid right now. So I think even he Mm -hmm. would be like, if it doesn't get done, whatever, I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll come back next year. Uh, If not, oh, well. And it could be everybody's just waiting on Justin Jefferson right now to like figure out right. what he gets. It's like, you know, you mentioned the family guy gift at the beginning of the show. This is like the office gift where they all got the guns and like they go down and then <laughs> ah, ah, I'm going to get 500,000 extra dollars. <laughs> you signed sucker. Yeah, that's sort of Yeah. So who's sh- who's shouting parkour? <laughs> Kevin O'Connell's just in the back, yeah. just like parkour. doing backflips. Di- parkour, parkour. <laughs> um, let's move on to our next topic, which is uh, in the Vikings' backfield. It kind of ties into our third, but um, the running back position. Last week, Alexander Madison left practice with a minor injury. By the way, I, I saw an interview with him, and like I, I don't know if anybody saw it, but it was I think Madison, Tom Pelissero, and Bucky Brooks. And they're like trying to be like, hey, why should people burn a first round pick on you in fantasy, Alexander? And he's like, well, I don't know anything about it, but uh, I, I'll do good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yards, points and touchdowns. Right. I'll, I'll do good. Um, you guys and Evan Silva can light your money on fire uh, <laughs> on Alexander Madden. And I think he might have a big year, but I, I'm still not sold. And this ties into it because the backs behind him do not look great. Uh, right. When Madison left with a minor injury last week, Dwayne McBride and Ty Chandler got all the reps. Alec Lewis of the Athletic basically said it didn't go well. Uh, his exact quote was that neither stood out. Uh, Chandler lost a fumble and was inconsistent. And McBride looks like a seventh-round pick rookie. We can't all be Isaiah Pacheco, man. <laughs> oh, there, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh. Hey, can I get some more money? You go. 
leave now. We're going to cut you where there's no guaranteed money on your contract. Your seventh round. Like, go. We'll, we'll replace you with a running back from Riverside community technical and uh, community college or something like that. Um, Lewis went on to say that the Vikings could add a veteran back later this summer, though. So how comfortable are we with the Vikings backfield right now? And uh, do they need another running back? Uh, I think it'd be wise to uh, poke around a little bit right now um, because if like, you know, if medicine goes down for whatever reason, I don't think he's going to play it all the preseason. So I'm not worried about that. Um, But if he goes down at all during the season, it'd be nice to have someone who maybe has, you know, a little bit more experience back there than the guys that they currently have. Cause uh, Kanae Wongwu, I think has anti Chandler, both have a similar amount of like career carries, uh, and it's not a lot. So um, it'd be probably wise for them to to look and see what the options are out there. I feel like they're also going to pay attention to some of the running backs that might be let go um, in in the coming weeks. You know, as teams make their final rosters, they could also make a trade bef- before the start of the season. We've we've seen Quasi do that before. He's not afraid to make a you know a small trade like he did with what Jalen Rager last year and and Ross Blacklock. Uh, yep. So like he could he could pull something off like that. Um I do think it's not gonna be someone like a Kareem Hunt or an Ezekiel Elliott or or even a Leonard Fournette. They want someone to come in who's who's going to compliment Alexander Madison, not challenge him for that top spot. Um, because they've made it pretty clear that that they want Madison to be the top guy, and they're going to give him every opportunity to be so. You know, if things go poorly in the middle of the season, then whatever they'll figure it out then. But but at least at the beginning of the season, he's going to get as many chances to be the, the top guy as possible. Um, so I think they'll look at there's there's other guys out there like J.D. McKissick, uh, Daryl Williams, um, David Johnson. There's some guys out there David now. David Johnson's have, like, not retired. Mm-mm. He's like he's only like 31. He's not that old. Huh. Um, well, so that's he, like that's like a hundred in running back. Years. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But he, it's not yeah. like he's been lighting the league up on fire. Last, I think he's with the Texans the last two years. Um, so it's not like he's been lighting the league on fire. But he would be good. He would. He'd be someone who would be good because he has starting experience. Um, you know, with those successful seasons in uh, Arizona, and he could come in and kind of also help out. You know, just kind of being maybe like a veteran mentor to some of the younger guys in the in the locker room. Um, I don't know if that's his personality or not, but I'm just saying that because he's an older guy. Um, but there's some guys out there right now. But I think, yeah, they're not they're not going to look for the guys are going to make headlines they are going to look for someone who can more compliment Alexander Madison. And I think it's it would be wise of them for the to them for them to at least consider that. Although it just seems like they're just signing every wide receiver possible right now. Just anybody out there just for can't buy. Can you I catch? Mean, they, there are injuries. So the in case you missed it, uh, the Vikings signed Nikhil Harry. Over the weekend, and they some someone else today receiver. Too. Yeah, Justin some Copeland, old mayor. Yep. Um, Harry's gonna wear twenty eight, which um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think you know, I think teams screwed up by retiring football numbers because <laughs> I I think you know with ninety man camps you need a ton of numbers of ninety numbers and yeah, and sometimes people are gonna have to wear different numbers so like maybe it should have just been ring of honors everywhere but i mean we're can you we're like custom. can you can you unretire numbers like this this number has been retired for so long so now it's time to retire some new numbers <laughs> i think they've done it for like i think they've done it like the yankees are going to be screwed in like 50 years yeah they like that. retire everybody if you're yeah. any good with the yankees they'll be like 
retire number. Uh, yeah, I think what is it? One single... through ten. And I mean, one through ten, like that's murderous row. That's like baseball immortality. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but like all the single numbers on the Yankees are all retired. I think. Yeah, at least with baseball, what you have nine, ten yeah. guys, twenty-five per... on a roster. So right, right, right. But so. um, here's the list of the available running backs right now. Uh, there's Leonard Fournette. There's Ezekiel Elliott. There's Kareem Hunt, who visited the Saints on Monday. Daryl Henderson Jr., who was like released by three teams. So I don't think the Vikings are interested there. J.D. McKissick, a former Ram. Yep, he has experience in the offense. That's But that's where I think like if the Vikings really were interested, they would have added him last year maybe because they Mm. didn't have that. I, I don't know. You never know what these things Uh, Dontrell Hilliard, Rex Burkhead, Ty Johnson and Caleb Huntley. And then there's this other guy. Dalvin Cook is available. Like, (laughs) I just wonder the type of damage Dalvin Cook can do on the Vikings. I've seen some photoshops online of Cook in a Vikings jersey. They're they're awesome. Like, I don't know. Like, these photoshops are getting better, man. Um, (laughs) I think the Vikings will add a veteran running back at some. I'm. We'll talk about the depth chart and what's behind him in just a little bit, but it, it almost seems like like if Alexander Madison goes down right now, as much as I've kind of ragged on him, they are screwed in the backfield. Like they do not have a, and maybe Dwayne McBride's the guy by like, you know, the Isaiah Pacheco route. Week oh, 10. Yeah. Week 10 or something. He's, he's the guy, but I mean, you can't, if Alexander Madison goes down in like week one with an injury, it's going to be a hard time. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to wait until the end of camp. Look at what they have. And I think the backs are going to get a lot of playing time in the preseason just to see what they have. And then they're going, and except for Alexander, like Madison's not going to get a single carry. Like, but I, I'm talking about two through four. Those guys are going to get a heavy workload beginning Thursday night. Yeah, I, I think I saw was it the Broncos Sean Payton said like his starters are going to play in the preseason and I'm like you would say that because you're you're an old coach and you don't mind if everyone you know if Russell Wilson gets hurt and then your whole season's over or maybe it isn't Mike Zimmer blood sacrificed Irv Smith's knee for a preseason touchdown a couple years ago he's just like we're gonna keep starters out there I haven't liked what I've seen we're gonna play the entire game until we get a touchdown and then like yeah he like wound up getting hurt yeah. So that yeah, there's there's been plenty of instances instances like that where like under Mike Zimmer guys probably you know shouldn't have been playing at least in the preseason and uh, they were out there longer than they probably should have. But he's like you know gotta play, gotta 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 practice because they practice super hard too under Zimmer. Yeah. Uh, who who's the backup in Denver? I'm trying to find out right now. Uh, the backup quarterback Jared Stidham. Alrighty. Okay. <laughs> Throw Russell ben, right out oh, ben, there. Maybe they figure, ben, well, they have their picks again. So maybe they figure if Russ gets hurt, they'll get a high draft pick. Caleb Williams. Maybe they'll put a bounty on Russell Wilson. Like, <laughs> Sean Payton's like, I don't really like my quarterback. Here's like $500,000. Just give him a little nudge in the yeah. ribs or something. Trying to make a sequel for that Kevin James movie? Yeah. The Sean Payton that? Mall Cop. No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. My, my mom watched it. And she's like, that Sean Payton's an asshole. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah everybody kind of knows. I mean, <laughs> like we just said about his, you know, was was Nathaniel Hackett a co? No, he was never a co-worker of his, but but just his, I don't know, it's the uh, the brother, the coaching brotherhood or whatever. He just, I don't think anybody outside of the New bus. Orleans likes him. Like, no, they, no. like, Where was he? he's just like he was an ultimate Cowboys. Villain. He's a Parcells guy, so he doesn't really care if people like him anyways, but yeah. 
He's he's enemy number one for the Vikings always. Well, I was gonna have some kind of enemy transition there, but uh, I don't know. Anthony Kevin Barr, O'Connell, you see that? enemy of the media. What's that? You see, Anthony Barr was working out for the Saints today. That would be. What do, what do you think about Vikings turned Saints? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Does that kind of they, trigger you at players all? Or? Don't, players don't care. Unless it's like... The, they don't. I feel like, no. I feel like players don't care. One, because they just want money. Like, yeah. Good for them. Go for it. But players don't care about that stuff. At least not anymore. Like, unless... I would say unless it's like the Packers. Because I don't see... I don't think we've seen very many Vikings, at least from the last handful of years, go to the Packers. We've seen playing Packers go to the Vikings. Yes. Uh, I, I want to say Eric Wilson is one of the few that's gone over there. Mm-hmm. Um didn't the Troy guy Troy guy on there? was there. And then he got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> was it weed was, or cocaine? One of the it two. Was, I think he it was some Scarface stuff. Everything. But. He had guns. Like, yeah, it was it was a lot of not good stuff. But yeah, not a lot of uh obviously, yeah, Brett Favre over to the Vikings and, and that guy who who's also in jail now who plays safety he also went from, you know, Packers to the Vikings. To Jennings, Dean Lowry. Yes. Yep, 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 uh, Brandon yep, yep. Bostick was over here for a hot minute, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who and Smith, obviously. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah. Lots it's of a pipeline. It's a pipeline. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Vikings depth chart right now. Uh, Kevin O'Connell told reporters not to look too much into it, but um, we're going to do it. Is. <laughs> He's basically, you want another gift, uh, the Andre the Giant gift. That's basically Kevin O'Connell. Like Everybody's like, oh, look, somebody's in there. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the one takeaway that I had from this depth chart was in the back. And this is kind of yeah. how I'm transitioning here because Kane Wangwu is currently listed as RB2. Now he's injured right now, so I don't think he's going to play on Thursday night against the Seahawks. Right. But I've been on the record, wrote an article about it at Zone Coverage, and I've kind of said it on this podcast. I think that this is the last stand for Wangwu because of the new kickoff rules where you can call for a fair catch inside the 25. So a lot of guys who are just sole kick returners are going to have to find a way to contribute to the team because it costs you a roster spot, right? And if kick returns don't really move the needle, they're going to find somebody that can 
maybe return punts. Maybe they can play in the backfield in Wongwu's situation. And they want to put them all over the formation, catching and got all this praise and stuff. I think it's a last resort because I think some of these players, especially on the depth chart, they're in higher spots because they're auditioning this preseason, not because they have a stranglehold on the job or anything like Jalen or Jalen Rager is ahead of Brandon Powell at punt returner right now. Well, it's Mm -hmm. not because Jalen Rager is like this awesome punt returner because they want to see what Brandon Powell can do. Um, I think this is a big preseason for Kane Wangwu because if the Vikings are going to add a running back, first of all, you know, he's probably the odd guy out, right? And are the Vikings really going to keep four, five running backs? And then you got CJ Ham, who's a fullback, but still part of that kind of saying, you know, variation. You know, I I think that Kane Wangwu needs to have a big preseason because I think he's on the roster bubble, even though he's second on the depth chart. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know with him because Matt Daniels, the special team coaches, come out and said multiple times, like, you know, our strategy for kickoffs isn't going to change. That's easy. That's easy to say right now. But then if you get more towards the end of the season and Kevin O'Connell's like, hey, I kind of like, you know, just always getting the ball at what, the 25 yard line? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like that might and especially with teams kicking against the Vikings, it's either you, that you give them the ball at the 25 yard line or you give it to Kane Wongu who could potentially return it all the way or get a bigger game. So uh, like if I was another team, I'd kick it as high as possible inside the 25 so that they have to fair catch it every time. Um, and with Wang Wu, it's been confusing, like, because he's been with what? Um, two, when, when did he come? 2020? So he's he's been with this only two different offensive coordinators, but but both of his seasons, um, I guess 2021, both of his yeah. seasons, um, they haven't really figured out how to use him. And, like, we hear about all his speed and everything and how he could be great for screens and, and jet sweeps. And there's got to be something that's that we're not hearing about, like, whether he's you know, not not picking up the playbook or, you know, he's not that great of a, a pass blocker and they don't want to leave him in there um, because he does have the skills. You know, he does have the like he has insane speed, breakaway speed, um, and that should be utilized. And you would think like in an offense like Kevin O'Connell's, he would love to have someone like that who can just, you know, give him the ball and he's gone. Um, but I feel like there's more than maybe we've heard about uh, when it comes to Wong Wu. And then, you know, what stood out to me on the depth chart, you know, Kirk Cousins, quarterback. Qu- no, um, uh, <laughs> he's not battling for a spot. Even this is, is Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. I will say one thing about these depth charts. They are unofficial. Uh, yes. And just a reminder, they are uh, typically uh, compiled by the communications departments for each team because each team is required to put one out. Um, the coaches typically do not have hardly any input on these. That's why Kevin O'Connell was like, eh, don't really look at too much into that because i have i probably have no idea what is even on there um because i think it was sean mcveigh a couple years ago um they put uh who's the receiver there uh the cooper cup they put cooper cup as like the top punt returner and sean mcveigh was like really uh yeah he's not gonna do that um so uh i don't know why that was put there so it's like uh yeah so just keep that in mind this especially with you know things like and i saw some people that are like jalen naylor is over jordan addison it's like not really. They're kind of in the same. One can be the three or one can be the four. We we, got, we kind of already knew Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne are probably going to be one and two. Addison could emerge as, as number two by the time the season gets there. But, you know, I think right now it's safe to say one and two are Jefferson and Osborne. I was, I, and I know this is unofficial, but I was pleased to see Jalen Naylor, you know, in the top four receivers. You know, I've heard 
that he's been doing well in camp. I know I think he's still is he still dealing with an injury? I haven't I haven't seen him anything about him recently. Um I think that's probably why they've signed some receivers because they got some banged up guys like Tristan Jackson as well. Um so there's that and then like yeah, he's got a leg injury. That was back over a week ago. So Yeah. I think uh Blake Brandle is listed as the backup right guard, which isn't isn't he an offensive tackle? Um yeah. so, so there's that. Uh and there wasn't yeah, there wasn't really anything. It was mostly like chalk. I will say I think Ivan Pace was like third string. Mm-hmm. Uh Ivan Pace Jr. Um and he was working with the ones I just saw before he came on here with the first team defense again today. Um, is he competing with Brian Osamoa or Jordan Hicks? Because I keep hearing like disputing things like it's going to be Osamoa and Pace or like Jordan Hicks is going to play a lot. Like I think it's going to be sub packages. I like I was listening like, to Judd talk today and it made a lot of sense because under Ed Donatel, the Vikings had one defense and they were going right. to run it. It was like. You know, Blades of what is it? Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell and the guy John Hader, whatever it is. And he's like, yeah, yeah. "We're gonna listen to one song, one song only." And he's like, "That doesn't make sense." That that's basically Ed Donatel's defense last year. Oh, yeah. This is this is gonna be like Brian Flores is like this gonna is be like Ed Donatel on a cocaine bender, just like, "All right, we're gonna send five, six, seven, eight guys to throw the waves of it." Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it doesn't matter. Like Brian Asamoa, Harrison Smith, boom, wow. And like Kevin O'Connell's probably sitting there like, dude, you need decaf. And he'd be like, no, no, more speed, more physicality, more of this stuff. I'm probably being over the top right now about this. But I mean, that's how this defense is going to be. Like, I, this is the other thing with this depth chart is that the defense is so fluid as far as what they're going to do defensively when it comes to nickel packages, dime packages, big dime, big nickel, little nickel. You know, they might have like a thunder packer. They might have like a power ranger package. I don't know. Like, this is the Megazord. And, you know, <laughs> Josh Metellus is like lining up, standing on like, uh, I was going to say Linville Joseph's shoulders or something, but he's not on the roster. Linville Joseph's just going to show up out of the turf. He's just going <laughs> to, that is the plan. Um, I'm getting a little goofy here, but I, I mean, <laughs> there are going to be a lot of different looks with his defense. And I mean, when you look at it, I'm just looking who's going to make the cut. Who's going to be on the roster and how is Brian Flores going to use them? Because he's probably got different ideas on how to use different players. And that's, that's really going to be the real test. So, I mean, when it comes to this preseason game on Thursday, I, I mean, wh- what are you excited about? Like, uh, what what are you looking for? Because we're not going to see any starters. We're probably not going to see any, like, flashy blitz packages or anything. What are you looking forward to on Thursday? Um, I want to see Ivan Pace Jr. and see how he does in a, in a live setting. You know, word on the street, word on Twitter, word on X, whatever the fuck it is. Um... <laughs> Is that he's been blowing up, uh, you know, all the people that have tried to block him. He's been s- slipping by him, using his his frame to just sneak by people um, and blow up plays in the backfield and, and create pressure and havoc. Um, I was just looking up the the name of the Brian Flores defense because I think Luke Braun posted it a couple of days ago. Might have been yesterday, where um, it's, it's referred to as Bengal Hawk, where um, it's an initial. Seven like seven men show they're gonna pressure like cover zero. Seven men show they're gonna pressure, and then they like three of them fake, and then they drop back, and then it just it it just drives quarterbacks nuts because they because they think everyone's coming, and then two people back. It kind of it looks like you know a little bit like the double A gap stuff that Mike Zimmer was doing when he first got here, and then for whatever reason, the last few years wasn't doing anything with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. 
I think they will blitz a little bit just because they they need people to learn the scheme. I don't think they're going to do anything, you know, crazy. Um, and I also want to see like Makai Blackman, see how he does out there covering some of the younger guys. Uh, what's his name? Jaqueline Roy. Uh, he's he's probably hoping to make the roster now that James Lynch is hurt. Um, maybe Ed Ingram will play. That will be interesting to see if he can can do anything. And then the kick, you know, the kickers are actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Greg Joseph uh, and I believe Jack Podlesny. Yeah. Podlesny. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> super Polish guy. Um, <laughs> she go across the river. Just, he just is. She just smells like kibasa. Um, wow. Uh, you're you're not you're not a Vikings player. You're a Packers spy. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. He, he uh he'd fit in there. Um, but I guess Belesny has kind of just been keeping pace with Joseph uh during camp, and it'll be interesting to see you know under the lights and stuff, if it's any different. I know he, he kicked at Georgia, so he's obviously been in high-pressure situations before. I think he kicked the, like a game-winning kick in one of the playoff games. Um, yeah, against Ohio and, State, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep. So he's 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 been in pressure situations before. Because um, that's what a lot of people are like, keep Greg Joseph. He's made so many big kicks. Yeah, he's also missed a lot of kicks. So like, just because he makes he, big kick, why do you think he has to make those big kicks? Because he missed all the ones before. Like he's he's made so. big kicks because he missed like sixty five yarder got this twenty five <laughs> in indoors oh my extra um, point nope yeah uh yeah so the kicking I'm I'm actually interested in the kicking game uh the returners too as well you know Brandon Powell maybe he can make a splash here and there because because Jalen Rager like I don't know like I feel like he's just like the, the, what the do last you resort do here like, yeah exactly like you suck at running routes you can't catch. You're okay as a returner, but like I, I don't know. And and they, do they use him as a gunner? I don't think they do. Um. So yeah. Um. So definitely, definitely the young guys on the defensive side of the ball. Andre Carter too, because I think he just was just activated. Yeah. Is he um, gonna? Is he gonna play though? I don't think he'll play. He practiced today. I, he practiced yeah, today. he practiced. I guess today. Short Monday. week. I mean, yeah, should get a couple snaps. Yeah, a couple series here and there. Um, just get his feet wet. Um, who else? Young guys. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, just the the young defensive guys. See see if there is anything different that Brian Flores shows uh, on the defense. Oh, Karen Hall, of course. Oh yeah. Want to see? Want to see how he does? Um, I'm curious. I have I have a good feeling about him. Um, just he's had a, little, a couple ups and downs in camp, from what I've read and seen or whatever. Um, but he's a rookie, so like that's to be expected. But a lot of people, some people have been like, he's been better than Nick Mullins. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on too. I think that's a low key kind of under the radar battle. Everyone's assuming Nick Mullins is going to be QB two, but Jaron Hall is a pretty good preseason. Why are you going to keep Nick Mullins on the roster? Give Jaron Hall the opportunity to be, you know, second quarterback and maybe be an understudy for a year and start in twenty twenty four. So high hopes right now, but you know. Long ways away. Might as well aim high, right? Long ways I, away. And I shouldn't like just laugh at that. I just I don't know. I he's a fun quarterback. He's <laughs> accurate and he looked really good at BYU. He's also 24. He's a fifth round pick. And maybe it's just the Kellen Mond thing. Uh did you see like Oh, he's way better than Kellen Mond. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Hang, hang on. Did you see okay, the ratings okay, okay. for the Hall of Fame game? Yeah. yeah like, better than what? Like the NBA Finals? It was like 8.6 million or something. I, I'm just yeah. spitball. I think it was like 8 million people tuned in. It was over six. Kellen Mond. Just Kellen Mond equals ratings. That's Kellen Mond and Chance Rock. He's picked up by Chance Rock. 
Mike Zimmer is going like, what? <laughs> Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer are both. They're both the Leo. We we keep talking about memes. They're both the Leo and DiCaprio meme. Like, hey, look at this. I did. They, they, we drafted him. <laughs> My, Mike Zimmer is probably like, Son do of we a bitch. do we owe? I wrote about this a couple days ago. Do we owe Mike Zimmer another apology about Kellen Mond? Because I remember I was looking back when he kind of. Not necessarily ripped on him, but he just told the truth, like like he always did. When people were like, because they were knocked out of the playoffs twenty what twenty twenty one and twenty twenty one, yeah, Zimmer's last year, yep. And that was the game where Cousins was out because he tested positive for COVID. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> um. But then he was asked afterwards because he got eliminated from the playoffs. Hey, are you gonna see if you can get a better look at Kellen Mond in you know week eighteen because the game doesn't matter? Like someone was like, not particularly. Uh, and they're like, why? He's like, I see him every day in practice. That was, that was a, that was actually a nice response compared to what he probably could have said. Like, he's terrible. If yeah. you could see him in practice every day, you wouldn't be asking me this question. And I think we've seen that from, you know, this, he's now been, he can now be let go by three different coaching staffs, which would be, you know, the Vikings, oh, staff. The, Bear, the Bears claimed him first, didn't they? When he got caught? No, 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 no. He's always been with the Browns. So three different. Oh, so so he was just yeah, three different coaching staffs. I was trying to yeah. think he, he was on another team, but yeah, uh, no, no, no. But Zimmer, I'm saying like Zimmer staff, yeah, didn't really want anything to do with him. Kevin O'Connell tried, but they're like no. And then Kevin Stefanski, like they have four quarterbacks. They have and the the rookie that they had the other night looks already DTR. so much, but be- yeah, so much better than Kellen Mond. Maybe they pre- keep him on the practice squad, but no, I just, I, I was fun. Like I went back and looked at all the stuff like Kellen Mond's dad was like, Zimmer had it out for him and everything. And I'm like, or your son's just not that good. <laughs> he's just telling the truth and you didn't want to hear it. So it sucks. You know, I feel bad for Kellen Mond because he is, he's kind of quiet and he just hasn't really like asked for any of this, but he's not that good. So, <laughs> so that's it. Um, I'll just run through mine pretty quick. You pretty much hit everything, but I want to see if a running back can stand out on Thursday. Uh, I'm excited to see Makai Blackman and Ivan Pace debut. Uh, everything we've heard has been great about those two. And then the kicking map. And and you mentioned it too, the offensive line. Why did they bring in Dalton Reisner? Like we're, we're going to find out if, you know, guys are getting tossed around. Um, it might reopen those talks. It might uh, lead to something, but I don't know. It's always good for, I don't It's always a good vibe when you see football for the first time after the summer and stuff. And then by the end of the first quarter, you're like, so regular season, September 10th, huh? Okay. I I don't know about you, but this like this summer in this camp, it's kind of felt weird. Like, because there hasn't been a lot going on other than the Addison stuff, like right before. Yeah. There hasn't, hasn't really been like, because they have the same coaching staff. Like Brian Mm -hmm. Flores has been like, his addition has been probably the most eventful, but it's just putting in a new scheme. Addison's been playing really well. Daniel Hunter is back. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson's not holding out or anything. TJ Hawkinson's got an illness, I guess. Like, it's not very eventful, but that's that could be good too. Cause we've yeah. seen many, 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 many years of stuff that we don't need to worry about. But every, every year with Mike Zimmer, it was like something crazy is happening. Like, you know, many- he's, he's getting into it with Clint Kubiak or he wants yeah. to kill cousins because he's in the protocol for covid or mm-hmm. uh something weird like that um it would be nice to have some continuity around here and i think you we're starting the, to see it a little bit you know what the line is for thursday right now what's Any the guess? line pre, the preseason line what you got it's four and a half 
See ya. Disrespect. Total disrespect. <laughs> we won 13 games last year. You know how 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 much of a degenerate frauds do you have to be to bet on a preseason game? There is oh, some like, of us have to stay entertained. Like <laughs> even if it's like the Chiefs and the Cardinals, the Cardinals could wipe the floor with the Chiefs in the preseason, and no one would bad enough it's like preseason dfs people do that too where it's yeah, just like i think i think i did see not to throw him under the bus but thor nice from like uh took like the under for kalman's yards or whatever during the hall of fame game he was like they're just giving away money um and i believe he yeah. won that bet because it was easy That's money exactly what happened but that i think and, he uh, also joey gallo strikeouts are a pretty good bet right now but <laughs> He also works for a betting company, so he kind of maybe he's obligated to either bet on those or at least tweet about it. Um, but yeah, that the the over under is four and a half. The or no, not, not the over under. The the point spread is four and a half. The over under is thirty five points. So we could see a nice uh, eighteen to seventeen finish on uh, Thursday. And the Seahawks have the money line at minus one ninety two. So and that game kicks off like nine central. Yeah, nine central. So Se- we'll it's be late up for late me over here. Yeah. yeah, it's seven o'clock for me. So it is. It is funny when I was over on the West Coast uh, earlier last month in Seattle. It's like everything starts at four o'clock, and then you know I get home from the game. And I'm like I'm gonna flip on and see what's on. Oh, everything's done. Uh, yeah, like we were talking about SummerSlam um, before. Yeah. That ended at eight thirty for me. Got the whole yeah. night, whole night left to spend. After and it was done at eight thirty. Same thing with Monday Night Football. Like, like that's why I, I feel like I would never move back to the East Coast because, like, in my position. In my profession, my position or whatever, like being on the West Coast is such like an advantage, I feel, <clears throat> unless you're covering um, games in London, which start at six in the morning. <laughs> not, not, that, that, that's not, not my, ideal. Not my cup of tea. Little, little too early for a Bloody Mary. Um, mm. Although in your Wisconsin, the bar never closed. So you're probably just going from <laughs> last night. Um, what's going on over at the Viking Age? Uh, well, we got stuff previewing. I think, well, yeah, we'll have stuff previewing the, the preseason game on. On Thursday, I think you're doing some bold predictions. Um, and then afterwards, we might have, you know, some guys that are on the bubble afterwards whose jobs are in danger. Maybe a little 53-man roster prediction. Lots of fun stuff. And then, you know, whatever. Whatever's going on in Vikings land. I wrote about, like, the, the running back issue you talked about today. I wrote about the depth chart. I just did a little, a big update on Dalvin Cook on everything where, you know, where he might land. The Jets are still appear to be the front runner. According to Ian Rappaport. And the Dolphins are still in there, according to Adam Schefter. Um, the Patriots are out, apparently, according to someone from the Athletic. Can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but then I also Dad Graff. I, no, he he's no. the beat writer over there. Though. It was it, I know, but it was it was the na- it was one of the national guys, like okay. Jeff Howe or something. Um, and then I also like kind of suggested like maybe the Raiders, maybe the Colts, if their situations with their running backs don't work out because they're going to be in need of somebody. Um, I saw a report that said uh, Josh Jacobs. They're like, if the Raiders were sitting their franchise tag, he could go to the Chiefs. He's not going to the Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs have Isaiah Pacheco. Oh! <laughs> He'd show I mean, up and Pacheco would just like vaporize him or something. Like, be gone. I am the I am the running back. The Chiefs also don't have a lot of cap space. I think they're like close to a million. And then they're not signing a a running back who just carried the ball 300 times. If Patrick Mahomes, they're not, they don't run the ball. That's not their like bread and butter. Bread and butter is Patrick Mahomes. Um, so yeah. Uh, on the next Kelsey podcast, uh, what I'm saying, dog, we don't need a running back dog. Have you listened to that? 
It's actually she, kind of insightful. It's kind of insightful. Kelsey's actually, podcast with the stories that they have. Like they talked about like training next. They like Thursday night games. They've said that before. I think they talked about. Um, I saw a clip the other day about them talking about betting and like I don't know about you guys, but uh, I think it was Travis Kelsey saying like as soon as we get in the Chiefs facility, the rules are no betting on football, no betting at all. So he's like, I don't know how guys are like getting in trouble for this. Um, and. His brother's just like, obviously, they don't have the same rules. Um, yeah. so, um, but yeah, th- th- there's some parts that that are insightful. I was like listening to those podcasts that have like either current or former players because they'll offer you like a different kind of perspective where you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Um, or some some fun stories, even like what's like busting with the boys. Um, they've got some good stories when they have like Josh Allen and stuff on there, too. Um, even though they're with Barstool. Not the greatest fan of Barstool, but uh, that podcast, I don't mind. And part of my take. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, I digress. But yeah, Thursday, football is back. Football Seahawks. is back. Vikings football is back. Vikings football is back. We get to listen to Paul Allen. If you uh, get the Vikings feed for starting at nine o'clock, you get to listen to him all night long. Some people are get excited about that. <laughs> yeah, Paul Allen. <laughs> Paul Paul Allen will give you enough adrenaline uh, to carry you into oh, yeah. the night. But that is all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. We do this every Monday and Wednesday at 6.15 p.m. Central Time. You can catch us on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you listen, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and help us out with that algorithm. Uh, once again, a final reminder, and we'll tweet it throughout uh, the week. Uh this week's Thursday episode, it's going to be late because of the game, and we don't want to have an outdated podcast. So Luke Braun of the Locked On Vikings podcast will join me Friday at noon. We will go live for that, so make sure you check us out there. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad. We'll talk to you next time on the Viking Age podcast. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.